0: Welcome to the Activist Insight Podcast, Beyond the Boardroom, a supplement to our monthly podcast which takes you through the top shareholder activism and voting stories, as told by our two magazines, Activist Insight Monthly and Proxy Monthly. For Beyond the Boardroom, we discuss shareholder activism with some of the industry's top experts. I'm Kieran Paul, and today we are joined by Tracy Gopal, the founder and CEO of of Third Arrow Strategies. Earlier this year, Tracy launched the Third Arrow Strategies Japan Board Diversity Network, which seeks to accelerate gender board diversity in the country. So welcome to the show, Tracy.
1: Well, thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: So we're going to go into quite a bit of detail about this fantastic network. So firstly, why did you start it?
1: Well, I started the network because I saw a market need to increase the number of women on boards in Japan. I believe that board gender diversity is crucial for Japan's economic success. I mean, we know that getting women and minority on boards has become a global topic. And globally, there's been an acceptance that board diversity is a key part of corporate governance tied to improved performance, greater innovation, lower risk, and quite important for Japan, acquisition and retention of talent. And, you know, I noticed how many organizations there were focused on this issue in the United States. And I wanted to create a global movement for Japan by bringing together current and aspiring board directors, academic, corporate and nonprofit leaders to drive impact in Japan. I mean, for more background, you know, I've been passionate about Japan for three decades and I speak Japanese and I believe as a non-Japanese, I can bring foreign perspective and really make a difference in this country that I truly care about.
0: And what do you hope to achieve?
1: Well, my goals are at the individual level, the organizational level, as well as the country level. On an individual level, I want to support the current female board directors through providing global forums for exchange of best practices, not only in how they can promote diversity on their boards, but also in areas of ESG, risk management, and workforce retention. I also am supporting the pipeline of women who are either board-ready or who can be board-ready in a few years. At the organizational level, I want to support the companies through helping them identify talented candidates, understanding the skills needed for their boards, and also support them in investing in their female talent by offering their female leadership the opportunity to join a global network and receive the training they need. I've seen reports uh, in various media Where companies truly want to support these women, they just don't necessarily know how, and I want to be part of that solution. And in the end, I mean, I hope to play a significant role in not only increasing the number of women on boards, but also in the excellence of these women on boards. I would like the view to shift in the company boardroom from, oh, we need to add a woman on board to appease our investor pressure to, wow, we really need to identify strong female talent to really elevate our organization and compete in this global environment. I mean, in the end, I mean, this is all about economic prosperity for Japan. My organization is named Third Arrow Strategies after former Prime Minister Abe's Third Arrow for Economic Revitalization. And I just simply hope to achieve this through promoting governance, investor engagement, as well as uh, womenomics issues.
0: Do you think institutional shareholders are doing enough to spur gender diversity in Japanese boardrooms?
1: Well, many of them are actually demonstrating quite strong leadership in this field. I want to commend the great leadership at this topic, starting at Goldman Sachs Asset Management. They have a very strong policy to vote against certain directors if there is not a woman on the board. We can expect this at Goldman Sachs as Kathy Matsui, founder of Womenomics, or the concept that women are critical to Japan's economic future. She was a Goldman Sachs executive. So I have no doubt that Kathy's leadership in this area may have influenced Goldman. I would like to mention that Kathy is actually a charter member of my network and has been strongly supportive. In addition to Goldman, of course, State Street with their Fearless Girl policy, their policy for Japan went into effect in 2021. LGIM just expanded its policy, which had been limited to a smaller universe of companies, and they have now expanded that. And of course, Federated Hermes um, has also been a leader. So I'd like to recognize these great leaders who are making a strong difference. I do believe that investors are the source of change. I've been asked this question on numerous occasions, what is the change? And I believe it is so much coming from the global investor community. And if more investors adopt a policy for gender diversity in Japan and engage on this topic, I think there can be greater change. And as you may have noticed, firms that I referenced above, the investors and the asset managers, those were all non-Japanese investment firms. And I think that for those that are lagging in making the change to their policy, they may have various reasons. They may be more focused on an independence issue or diversity issues in their own backyard, or perhaps they may not be ready to vote against the CEO in the absence of an official nominating committee, which is not as common in Japan, for diversity. But I would like to say that I believe the issue of gender diversity on boards deserves to be elevated to one of the top focus areas.
0: Can you share some of the statistics related to the current situation in Japan and board diversity?
1: I'd be happy to. So while I expect the numbers to change during the current annual meeting season this June, as of 2020 for all Japanese companies, the number of female board directors was around 6%. For the larger companies, this number edged closer to 10%. And if you only look at the top companies, it goes as high as 13%. So compared to the one or 2% statistics from a decade ago, this is of course an improvement. However, the target that was set in 2015 by the Gender Equality Bureau was 10%. And the results show that the encouragement without any hard laws or stronger recommendations was not enough to reach the goals.
0: And how does that compare globally?
1: Well, in the US, we know that 23% of board seats for Russell 3000 companies and about 26% for some of the S&P companies are held by women. So, these are stronger numbers, although I will by no means say that these numbers represent excellence. In Europe, the numbers range from 30 to 45%, depending on which country and which size company. Notably, Europe's board change was kickstarted with gender quotas. And I believe that culture rather than quotas are now driving the situation. One interesting story I'd like to share, you know, recently there was an article that was extremely popular, which was about the new CEO of Mitsubishi Chemical. Mr. Gilson, who was Belgian, was quoted as he wondered where were all the women managers in Japan? He had attended a number of meetings and he didn't see any women. He wasn't saying, oh, well, I understand they don't have quotas. He was really just kind of questioning the absence of these women managers because that seemed to be a cultural norm for him having come from a society where it was much more common to have women in leadership positions.
0: So then historically, why has Japan lacked women on boards?
1: Well, if we take a step back, we know that Japan had a very different board style of governance. Japanese boards were typically comprised of internal management only. It was even rare to have external directors. Then if you consider that there were very few, if any, women in senior management positions, it is very natural to understand why there would be no women on those boards. I mean, even now, women in many companies At the senior executive level, known as the shikoyakuin, are perhaps even only one out of 20 or one out of 15. And so, if these are the levels now, you can only imagine women in these levels just simply didn't exist back then. So, you've heard the story of of why there was such limited activity of women's senior leadership. There was the long hours, you know, men needed to stay out until late at night, uh, you know, and go drinking with their cronies and their fellow employees. Women were responsible for all the housework work in childcare, there was limited outside childcare, along with a societal expectation that made it hard for women to have both a career and a family. So even the women that did join the workforce and were given opportunities, many times they declined for various reasons, whether it was that they were concerned about maintaining their family responsibilities, or simply the lack of role models to see that they could succeed in more of a senior role.
0: And now there is progress. What would you say is actually driving it? Foreign investors.
1: With their policies, with their engagement, holding Japan to a higher standard. This progress is not near as strong as it can be. And there is much more to do. Companies need to rethink their board composition using skills matrices. They need to think out of the box. They need to move beyond their comfort zones and networks. Board chairs need to set the tone for the importance of diversity and they need to be actively thinking of more ways to add FEMA leadership to their executive officers.
0: And we'll hear more from Tracy after this message. Did you know you can sign up for a free trial now of Activist Insight Governance on our website? Activist Insight Governance provides you with the most up-to-date information about companies' corporate governance, takeover defences and boards. Our database allows you to search for companies with poison pills or long-tenured directors and track any changes to charters, bylaws and governance guidelines documents. Request a 30-minute demo now of all of our products, which also include Activist Insight Online, Activist Insight Shorts and Activist Insight Vulnerability by visiting our website. And now we're back with Tracy. So, Tracy, are the investors following the proxy advisor recommendations?
1: I think that's where Proxy Insight uh, has great data to dive deeper in. I did a small dive into some of the data. And what it does seem to get a little complex is ISS does not have a gender policy in Japan to vote against a nominating committee or CEO if there is no women on the board. I mean, ISS does have policies for many other countries, but not Japan. Glass-Lewis, on the other hand, has a robust gender policy for Japan. In my observation, I would say that many of the larger firms are acting independently based on their company philosophies. And this would include, you know, Goldman, State Street, Federated Hermes, and Elgium, among others. But what I did do, I looked at Itoen, which is, you know, delicious Japanese green tea, and I noticed they do not have a woman on their board and i looked at some of the data that showed the against votes several of them cited you know lack of diversity as the reason why they voted against So for some of these, I looked at their vote against and saw then the correlation of how they voted with ISS. And it was only, or Glass-Lewis, and it was only like an 80 percentage rate. So it seemed like that would have been internally driven and not simply voting with ISS on all issues. And then I did look at some other investors who voted against, and they had somewhat of a 99% correlation with ISS. So in that case, I might say, that you could make an assumption that the ISS policy did have an impact.
0: And then the Corporate Governance Code, what role does that play?
1: Well, interestingly, so the Corporate Governance Code states that the board should be well-balanced in knowledge, experience, and skills in order to fulfill its roles and responsibilities. And it should be constituted in a manner to achieve both diversity, including gender and international experience. However, two points are noted here the code does not recommend a minimum number of women, and the code is also comply or explain. So I believe there were many who did not think that perhaps explaining was an option. And so perhaps in those cases, the code did have stronger influence as a force for recommending a woman. But as I note, again, the language is to consider diversity, both gender and international, there is still not this singling out of this issue that gender diversity is a key issue that needs to be focused upon.
0: Tracy, do you think Japan should have a quota for a minimum number of women on a board?
1: My answer is yes. And I've come to this conclusion after studying this issue, engaging with many people, hearing so many insights I've looked at what happened in Norway and in Europe, and I even have closely watched the evolution in California after our state, uh, the state where I reside, implemented legislation with a quota. Societal change is hard. I mean, when a change requires a significant shift in culture, this nudging or you should consider this and that is not really sufficient. And we can see that by the fact that Japan set a target to achieve a 10% quota back in 2015. And yet, they didn't achieve that target, only hitting 6%. So what that tells me is that we need something more stronger than what we have. And even before having a hard law quota, what I would have hoped to see in the revisions to the Japan's Corporate Governance Code this year would have been a minimum recommendation of one female, rather than continuing to recommend that boards consider gender and international experience recommending a minimum of one woman on the board would have had a much greater impact. Even then, the CODIS complier explained. So to me, that step would have really been the first step in in lighting a stronger fire that Japan was more serious about this issue.
0: How do you then sell the benefits of adding female directors?
1: Ah, Where can I start? So first, I want to say that a woman can be viewed as a board member with skills. You know, when we consider a man on the board, we first say, you know, what are his skills? What does he bring? I want to emphasize that the woman can bring her own unique set of circumstances. But of course, getting to the issue, um, I look at the common sense of it all. You know, I can reference the studies, you know, all that were detailed in NASDAQ's proposal for their requirement to have a woman on board. So you have the benefits of cognitive diversity. You have greater, you know, corporate governance. All the studies show diversity is associated with better decision making. Boards with women are correlated with better corporate governance, better risk management. On the diversity side alone, women may be more likely advocates of promoting gender equity, although I certainly don't want to imply that the women should shoulder this responsibility. Women can be role models in their firms. For the women that are rising in the ranks or the leaders, the message that is sent by having women on the board is very strong, and that message needs to be heard throughout the company. So it may be simply natural for a woman to initiate this conversation or have this conversation initiated about gender equity because there is a woman or women in the room.
0: Of course, from the other side of the argument, how are you addressing the claim that there are insufficient candidates?
1: Well, first, I will say that I know many amazing candidate women who are part of my network. And I will also say that Norway had this claim, as did California just a couple of years ago. All of these boards managed to find candidates And Norway at the 40% level. It's been over five years since the Gender Equality Bureau targeted 10% of female directors. It should not take more than five years if a firm is sincere. So I firmly believe that any company who is sincere about bringing on female leadership and has expended the effort will have found the correct candidate. Yes, this may involve going outside of their network and going outside of their comfort zone. Yes, it may involve changing the views on what comprises a qualified female director. It may involve crossing borders to find bilingual talent overseas. So I'm addressing this claim by aggregating the talent and speaking to the talent personally. I've spoken to investors and proxy advisors, and if they fundamentally did not believe that Japan had a sufficient talent pool, then they wouldn't be able to have enacted such a policy. They also believe that companies may be challenged if they continue to operate only by the structural restrictions and seniority-based systems of decades. But what these investors are also hoping is that the companies start to relax what they think of as a qualified director. And if those qualifications are expanded, you will not lose out on the qualification. You will simply shift the qualification to a larger pool of candidates. There are solutions and I am personally dedicated to finding them and sharing them for the benefit of Japan.
0: And does having female board representation affect diversity across the organization?
1: So I'll start with the data. So MSCI published a study that showed that even having only one woman on the board, even specifically in Japan, makes a difference in the number of women in leadership positions in the company. And I can also speak to this from anecdotal evidence of some of my charter members and members of my network were quite amazing. So one example is Ms. Masako Egawa. She's accomplished so much. She served on many boards. And I've spoken with her. She, as an independent director, promoted gender parity at all of her boards where she has served. Of course, she doesn't do this alone. She has the buy-in of the other independent directors as well as the other directors. But I think her mere presence and her efforts have had an impact. These organizations, one including, you know, AGC, they appointed a woman to leadership at the executive level. And I do believe that her role there was quite impactful. Another example is a foreign woman. So I want to emphasize the point that Japanese women, of course, can have an impact, but even a foreign woman. Sometimes change has to come from external parties. It's very hard for the change to come from the internal group alone. So, my story now is from Elizabeth Masamune. She's a bilingual Australian who spent decades in trade relations between Japan and Australia, and she serves on a few boards including the board of Arakawa Chemical. And when she was appointed, she did a series of leadership seminars for the female employees. And since female representation was 10% across the board, the women at had not had prior chances to connect with each other. They formed working groups, they learned tools for success, and they were given opportunities to present to the board. And the comments she received are too numerous for this podcast. But what I want to say is twofold number one, these women can make tremendous role models and drive tremendous change throughout the companies. Of course, I want to make the point again that women are not the only directors that should be responsible for this, but they may be more likely to serve as the role models for the female leadership in the companies.
0: Well, thank you very much for joining me, Tracy. That was very enlightening.
1: Oh, completely my pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: That's it for today's episode. You can subscribe to our two magazines by emailing subscriptions at insightia.com. And if you enjoyed this episode of Beyond the Boardroom, check out our back catalogue where you'll find a plethora of discussions with industry experts. There is also a handy Best of 2020 episode for your convenience. Remember to download your free copy of our recent special report about shareholder activism in Canada and earlier this month in Europe. Just go to the report section on our website. And finally, as always, please do rate and review the podcast on whichever platform you are using to help others access our reporting. I'm Kieran Paul. Thank you for listening.